When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Future. We're talking real money. Oh, are we still doing this? Okay. Yeah, we're we still on this hour, so be mind. I better I pay better attention. Then, I better give the. I'm going to start with the phone number this time. Yeah. Not that idea. it did any good to repeat it about 300 well, times last hour, but then do it 305 times. Let's go. Wow, pretty bossy. Mm. Uh eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Wow, this just doesn't make any sense. We're going to talk about something, and I just am looking. I'm doing some research, and it doesn't make sense. Uh, we are here to talk about money. Money matters because money matters. It matters a lot. You need it to live. You need it to enjoy life you need it to move forward you need it for security in the future and you need somebody on whom you can at least somewhat depend for a, a, a an honest answer <laughs> i could give you one company that you can't actually i should thank this company no we should because they've given us so much fodder over the last 10 years oh no kidding really seriously if you, you know, think and, about and it and they I mean, were thank and they you. were such a great company when they were just driving the wagons oh, yeah. when they were driving mm-hmm. wagons around yep. everybody loved their wagons yeah. i mean they even had a song about the wagons <laughs> and now they're circling the wagons you know that their wagons were coming down the street and please yeah. let it be for me and they're from my old hometown too hmm. i uh, by the way um yeah. I start in a community theater version of that, but I, I was not uh, I was not the music oh, man. Paint your wagons. I was not the I was the music man. Oh, the music man. I was not yeah. the music man. I was the guy, the anvil salesman. I can't even remember. Paul his name. Merriman was the music man. He was mm-hmm. in the yeah. music man. I believe so. You mean Paul has a better credit than I do in community theater? <laughs> Sorry, I don't burst your bubble this far, but uh, oh. yeah. You know, he's above us on it, basically everything, so get over it. Uh, what are we talking Thank about goodness, here? goodness, he's uh, older, too. <laughs> that's a good point. He's way above us there. We're talking about, this is an interesting you story. Know he's so, Wells Fargo, oh, of course he is. The phone will light up here. I hadn't even thought What other that. big <laughs> role did you do, Paul? <laughs> uh, he's not allowed to discuss it for obvious reasons. Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo. Thank you, Wells Fargo, for always giving us stuff to talk about. Well, Wells Fargo kindly uh i guess or not uh, they run the 401k plan for united health now i'm i know about united health because i think that's our health provider right at well Biz- at not only that but they're like the largest health insurer oh, I didn't in know the how big country they were. Yeah. they're ginormous well, yeah two hundred thousand current and former employees are in the 401k plan well it turns out uh if you're in that plan you use wells fargo funds Ew. yeah well, and those funds are well you can't have a fiduciary relationship and use those funds. That's the way I'd look at it, and that's the way some employees who filed lawsuit against the CEO, or no, the CFO, pardon me, a guy named John Rex, 
saying he violated, uh, breached the fiduciary duty under the employee retirement, et cetera. But the bottom line is they, they went and looked at, well, wait a minute. We could use Vanguard funds or State Street funds or Fidelity funds. So we looked it up. Yeah. The Van, the Vanguard, no, not the, the <laughs> Wells Fargo 2025 fund. Well, give me that symbol again. Target date fund. WF. F. H. H. R. R. X as in X-ray. Human Resources X. Okay. HR. No. So that's the, and that's the R shares, which are the. Yeah, that's the R shares. Yeah, which are the, um, the, the institutional shares. Yep. Here's what I, and this is what I, I was looking up before the show. This, cause this baffles me. By the way, just to let you know, maybe it's coincidental, but it could be because the Wells Fargo name is so tarnished. I don't know, but I noticed they're now all called Allspring Funds. Oh, take a guess. Yeah. Really. Allspring. Mm-hmm. They still have the old yeah. WF ticker symbol, but they're Can't called Allspring. That, but yeah. mm-hmm. but the, yeah. the the Allspring Target 2025 20, R shares have an expense ratio of 0.85%. That's ridiculous. That's outrageous. But, Tom, I don't know the difference. I'd need to do a little more research because I just brought this up. The All Spring Dynamic Target 2035 R6. You see, there is a class mm-hmm. that is less expensive that they could be using. Because the 25 Dynamic Target 2035 R6... <laughs> has an expense ratio yeah. I know can you believe wow. these names of one of no. 0.14% which is closer to where you should be right. for a target date fund See? I was just going to look at what Vanguard's 2025 is out of curiosity Vanguard's is 0.13% and so there's no way in the world you should be paying 0.85 well, but, but here's but here's my here's my question could it be and, and I don't know the answer I'd take a lot of research to figure it out, but could it be that United Healthcare could go back to Wells Fargo and say, "Why don't you have us in these cheaper dynamic target funds?" Which, by the way, have uh, their funds of funds. They're a well diversified portfolio, Tom. I mean, really well diversified. That may be why. Oh, and I think let me just add this I to it. I may have seen why. Just let me add something. Wells Fargo, of course, serves as the banking partner for United Health. Hmm. Think that one through. I'm sure glad I have a break right now because it allows me to work on my theory. We'll be back. 855-935-TALK. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. Our number is 855-935-TALK to talk about your money matters. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're talking real money. And um, my theory didn't pan out. But 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 I did discover during the break that apparently Allspring, which is Wells Fargo, has a whole series of R6 funds, which is a share class. Those are exclusive to retirement plans. Right. But, R6, yeah. But, I mean, you'd think, considering how big the United Health retirement plan is that those would be made available to investors and it appears to me that their 0.7 percent 
cheaper than the than the one you just, mentioned. Yeah, which was just the, the R 2025. share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is yeah. a, I'm looking at a 2025 R six share, and it's 0.14 percent, which is still slightly more expensive than the Vanguard equivalent. What's the right? Vanguard equivalent? 0.13. Okay, we're quibbling. All right, that's not a big over deal. Over no, one okay. 100th. And by the way, I just want to tell you, I actually kind of like what, I'm, I hate to say this, and I hate to say it out loud it pains even more. you greatly, yes. It pains uh-huh. me to say, I'm uh-huh. actually pretty impressed with the portfolio of these Allspring Dynamic Target R6 shares because they're factor funds. They have a small cap tilt. They have okay, a value let tilt. Me, let me finish this because it's interesting. All right. This story before we go to the phones. It's fascinating, frankly, because I mentioned that this all arises as a result of a lawsuit against the CFO of United Health. The CFO, this pref- John Rex, he overruled a plan to remove the Wells Fargo target date funds, despite recommendations from an independent investment consultant and the company's investment committee to do so. Said, no, we're going to stick with them. And boy, I, that's pretty indefensible if they were paying anywhere near 0.85, Don. No I mean, that's kidding. pretty tough. I mean, so. Oh, we'll wait. Plays I'm out. liking it a little less. Wow. <laughs> this is a complicated portfolio. Not only do they go long and they go with factors, but they also play currencies with a small portion. They're what? actually short the pound. Short means you don't own it, you're selling it. They're short the pound. They're short the ruble. They're short uh, the uh, EAFE September 22 options. It's an interesting, weird mix. Wow. They are short a lot of stuff. So they're hedging. It's a hedge fund. It's a hedge fund. This is nothing equivalent to the Vanguard no. Target Date 2025. No, I would fact, not now, play these kind of games. Now I have no to way. look at their performance. Says it's worse against six different benchmarks. Anyway, yeah, interesting. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to drop that yeah. for a. But it's an interesting look it at is. at the world of of retirement plans and the strange stuff that can be it in there. It shows you, by the way, if you think you're getting a target date fund and assume it's a certain way, don't assume it. Yeah, don't assume because it. you're Holy finding God. out the management's weird. You're finding out the cost is hard to figure out, and it could be far different than if you own it at Vanguard or Fidelity or somewhere else. Our number again, 855-935-TALK. We encourage you to call with your questions, with your concerns, with your portfolio. Let us help you with it. 855-935-8255. And Gary, welcome to Talking Real Money. Yeah, thank you. i got two questions. Uh, lately, Vanguard seems to want to force me out of my uh, Vanguard mutual funds and transition them to ETFs. So is Vanguard no longer going to be a mutual fund company or, you know, do you know anything about that? No. Well, they're both. They're both. They're not going. Well, they're not going to stop being a mutual fund company. What I think what you're talking about is the letter that that my wife just got too, that says that we want we need you. You must, unless you want to pay extra money, move from your mutual fund account into a brokerage account. But you can move the mutual fund into the brokerage account. You do not have to go with an ETF. Uh, okay. I, okay. Okay. That was the, my misunderstanding then. 
And the second question is uh, regarding mutual fund ETFs. When I uh, scanned the ETF for the corresponding Vanguard mutual fund, it seemed like there were no assets in the fund. It was like an index. They just accumulated the money and then raised it and lowered it. Is that correct? Or a mutual fund? We're both looking at each other. We're both looking at each other (laughs) blankly. We were both looked at each other like, huh? My apologies. Explain uh, what you mean mutual fund, again. I, a mutual fund would actually have all the stocks that are in the mutual fund that are part of the index. Okay. Does ETF yep. do the same thing? Yes. Hey. Yes. Okay. Yes. For example, let's look at let's look at VTWAX, which is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund. Its portfolio consists of. 9,351 stocks around the planet. If you go to VT, which is the ETF version of that fund, and we go to portfolio, I want to give you the exact number. They're going to be really, really close, if not identical. Oh, they're identical. 9,351 stocks. So, no, exactly no, I the guess same. My question is, is the mutual fund and the ETFs counting the same stocks you know what i mean yes rather than two separate yes. piles they're they're the same stocks they they because okay. they have to own the index they have to exactly if they call themselves an index fund unless they are at an, an index emulator they need to own the index so and the, in the same percentages as those shares exactly so that makes it, it's going to match up exactly and here's my question to you gary is why wouldn't you want to move from mutual funds to exchange traded funds if they can do it sort of in kind where there's no tax ramification? Every time I've looked at that, it's always seemed a little sketchy just for me. I've just had mutual funds for, what, 20, 30 years or whatever, and it seemed to be fine. Yeah. Then all of a sudden yeah. they say, we're going to like us, new. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, what's the difference? And every time I pull it well, up on Vanguard's website, it's like, they don't really explain the benefits, and the but we will really convinced me yep. against it was what went to fees. They said the ETF had lower fees. Well, why would it have lower fees? And they had, and then Vanguard needs like to do a better job of answering your questions. They shouldn't have to rely on us to do it, but we will do it. And by the way, Gary, Tom, and I are very similar to you. It took us a very long time. No, because we just don't trust this industry. You know, it's, it's, there's so many things that are pitched that turn out to be bad as, and it took the flash crash really. And for us to see, to see how they weathered that for us to start having confidence. We weren't, we weren't prior to 2011. We never recommended ETFs. Never, ever, ever, and, ever, ever, and, ever, ever, ever. But now they really have all the advantages, uh, and, both in oh, the way they're they, constructed and they, taxes, etc. So. Huge, and that's what we're going to talk about after we break real quickly for some quick stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about the advantages of ETFs and how they compare. So hang in there with us, Gary. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Confused about how money works? 
particularly confused about the investment industry? We can't blame you for that last part because, wow, is this mm. a confusing industry. And ETFs were a confusing product. Give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. But today, ETFs have entered that – they have history now. They have a lot of history. They've got great structure and they've proven to be very effective over now decades. And bear in mind, mutual funds only started less than 100 years ago. So, yeah, and here's a couple of things to think about. Number one, um, generally, and this isn't totally, but generally, the expenses of the exchange traded fund are going to be less than the equivalent mutual fund. Not all the time, but generally. But generally. in the case of VT Wax and VT, it's thirty percent less for the ETF or for, for the, the ETF. mutual fund. Okay, so that's one. Number two, uh, depending on where your money's located, they trade for free. So there are instances, by the way, if you own Vanguard and Fidelity, blah blah blah, they're going to charge you to trade Vanguard funds. Outrageous, but it happens. But here's the biggest one. The capital gains taxes. Now, this is something that people have a tendency to overlook when it comes to investing. And they don't, well, everybody pays those. No, everybody doesn't pay those. And people are, the good investors are careful about how much tax they pay. ETFs are more tax efficient than mutual funds. The way the ETF is structured, they actually hand the shares inside of it rather than selling and buying. So it, it reduces capital gains taxes and fairly dramatically. So if you own exchange-traded funds in a brokerage account, I don't want to get too far into this, but unlike a IRA or Roth IRA, makes a lot of sense to have those there, Dom, because you're going to save yourself, as I say, operating expense, uh, any commissions, and, and absolutely on the capital gains tax. Particularly in funds that aren't just um, – are- are, are 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 trading more often, you know, that have a, a larger, broader portfolio. For example, and particularly with active funds, I, I mean, looking at uh, you know an active fund, comparing it to VT, and I see multiple years where they had big capital gains distributions, which were taxable. Yep. Whereas indexes, and they and didn't ETS, even the the fund was actually down. Yeah, there can be cases where the fund has lost money, but you still have this big capital gains tax. So it, there's a lot of reasons that ETFs are really having their moment in the sun, and I suspect it will last a long time. Yeah, I I really think they're uh, I think they're great. I think they're a terrific way to invest, and we are hard. And to now, convince. by the way, then yeah. we our entire. If you walked in the door today and we went to work for you, our entire portfolio is exchange traded funds. And that was not the case. No, five not, years not ago, that long even. ago. Yeah. No, 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 eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. And uh, Doug, Doug, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi there. I hey, am uh, investing in uh, in a company that it seems like a grassroots movement is able to directly register the shares of our company into our own names, taking them kind of out of the system. I'm wondering if if it, it gets to the point where we're able to d- directly register all of them, what happens to that company in that instance? So assume like it's shorted. What happens to that stock or that company once it's all taken out of the system of the DTC? Okay, I, I gotta, I gotta try to understand what we're talking about. So that you work for, for sure. a publicly traded company, correct? 
I don't work for a publicly traded company. No, I invest in a publicly traded company. Oh, you invest in a publicly traded company. And how are you yes. uh, registering the? You're registering them with the company that you're investing in, and they're holding yes. those shares. Like a drip yeah. plan or something okay. like that. Okay, I get this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's, yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of CEOs, a lot of uh, C-suite situations for most yeah. companies okay. are set yep. up like this. Uh, I sure. Think it's just not, sure. It's, it's not, but, the companies but, themselves are not able to advertise it. It's, yeah, but you, uh, I, I, there, there would, I don't know what advantage there would be to a company to do that with all of their shares. To an essence, what you're saying is what if they pulled them all out of the public markets? Right? I can't imagine anyone doing that. That's called going private. It'd be bad. Yeah, it would be. They, they would yeah, simply how, they'd be getting Elon Musk to write the check. Yeah. How would then the share price would the share, you would have no liquidity. You would have the only liquidity would be determined by your by the company in which you were investing. They would determine what price they were willing to pay unless they had some sort of an internal marketplace which managing it. I think the the regulators would have a field day with that too. I just think it removes your liquidity. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. It has like 78 engines or something. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Yeah, it's really important. So that's why we talk about real money, because it's a real-life issue that you really need to know more about, because you get in a lot of trouble when you don't. So call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And Nick has rejoined us. Nick was was in the last hour, but something came up. So we're bringing him back again, better Thank than you, ever. Thanks for calling, by Nick. Demand. By, yeah, to, by popular going? demand. <laughs> What's that? Well, how nice of you guys. Hey, um, I have a question. I was wondering, you know, how interest rates are on the climb again, and th- does are the banks ever going to raise rates back into uh, you know checking accounts or savings accounts, or are they? How, how does that happen, or, or will it happen? Well, they're going to do it slowly, and they publicly stated that they will do this slowly. Um, so the answer is and the, yes. And the but, reason they're going to do it slowly is because there's more money to be made if they do it slowly. Really? Yeah. That's shocker. They have $18 trillion sitting around in savings and uh, checking accounts that they're paying. Well, I don't know what Bank of America is at now. Last time I looked at it, it was like 0.4, I think, or something. It's very low. But you can... You can beat the system to some degree if you're if you're risk averse and you just want to have it in savings account because you can go to high yield savings yeah. account and make like two point three or something. Hey, right? by the way, just to let you know, I'm looking at bankrate.com and yeah. uh, Wells Fargo on their money market the at their bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you ready? You ready for their <laughs> yield as of? Uh, yeah, they're really doing it slowly. Wells Fargo zero point zero one percent. Oh God sakes, these people! And they're advertising. Meanwhile, that. charging you zero point eight five percent for their. Fund. Meanwhile, yeah, on nice. a checking well, account. No, I'm sorry, savings account. Mm. At uh, no checking at SoFi on a checking account. Yeah. How I'm going to move my checking account. Two percent at SoFi. And what about the high yield savings? What are those? Two point one. At uh, yeah, CIT so, Bank. Back to your question. I mean, I would not expect anything dramatic. They've come up a lot in the last six months, but I would not expect anything dramatic, especially in light of the fact that banks are no dummies. 
They're sitting around waiting. They know that at some point, uh, Professor Powell will have to turn around and say, we're going to start dropping rates when the economy looks like it's inflation is under control, whatever that number is. And they're going to turn it around. So they'll, they're, they're not going to go racing up before that. However, if you want to enjoy the immediacy of rate increases, because they're reflected much more rapidly in bond funds, look at the uh, Vanguard Total Bond Market Fund. What is it at uh, now? BND. It is paying. The SEC yield is now over three and a third percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's way up from where it was just a year ago. Oh, yeah. Way, way, way. So. That help, Nick? Money up or anything? Yeah, go ahead. I was no, I'm sorry. Did that help you? Your money or anything? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, no, bond funds, bond funds, bond funds are variable. They the, they fluctuate, but at the banks, those yeah. bank accounts we're talking about, no, they're immediately liquid. Yeah, right. So that's where they're at about right about now. About two percent at the high end. Two percent. Okay. And uh, one more question is, uh, I'm 67. Um, I have rentals that are paid off, and that's how I make my income. But I'm getting to a point where I don't really want to have rentals. And I was wondering if uh, if I sold these, where I could put, how, if I sell them, is there a way to get out of capital gains uh, so you don't pay this huge amount of uh, tax? Or is there a way to have the it? The only way I know, else? I'm going to just stop you. The only way I know would be to do a 1031 exchange of some kind. I don't know of anything else. 1035. 1030. 1031's annuities, right? Yeah. No, I think 1031 I is, get confused anyway. as which one's which. But the problem yeah. with that is, the problem with the 1035 or 1031 exchange, and I think 1035, oh, that's for insurance. 1031 is for real estate. Tom was yeah. right. Yeah. 1031 exchange, you have to invest in a like-kind property. Yeah, you, you you're not you're you're not getting out of your thing because you're moving into the next thing. Right. So, and this is, hmm, and and please don't take offense at this, Nick. But this is one pay of my pet the peeves. Tax. My my pet peeves. People are always calling, going, "How do I get out of paying I tax? Pay. I don't want to. I don't want to pay tax. I, I I I I can tell you, I would rather have the profit and pay the tax. I I just well, give a choice I, between. Part, there's not a second having, part of that. What? What's the other part? What did I miss? Uh, Look out the window. In a general sense, this is still a pretty good place to live, right? There's nobody shelling us here. There's security. I mean, this is a pretty good country. I don't know. Finland has a dancing it. prime minister. I'd rather be there. <laughs> well, you watch that all day while still living in this country, sir. So, eight five five nine three five. Talk is our phone number. We'll be. I don't uh, want to see our leader do that. If you don't, are mind. you kidding? No, no, no. I don't want to see Joe vibrate. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you, by the way, if you have my lawnmower, I'm coming to your house to get that damn mower back. Okay, so be warned. Somebody went and heisted my mower from Home Depot, and I want that mower back. So anyway, we'll find it. It wasn't. I mean, did it have your name on it? Yeah, it basically. I did think have they my just name sold it. it out from under you. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was anything. They're on my you know what list. Yeah, you're mad anyway, at... we got a lot to do here. So and then know. he's going out later to get KFC. <laughs> 
chicken. Korean fried Korean fried chicken. Fried yeah. chicken. I know. I know what? I've never heard anyone say that before. Yeah. That's pretty smart. So that's yeah. yeah, good. Colonel Korean fried chicken. The Colonel's place. Yeah. Colonel that's Cho's good. Colonel Cho's Korean fried chicken. Colonel Chow's chicken. You yeah, got, got a it. you got a you got a Korean guy with a with a cool Korean hat with a little white beard on the side of the box. And you go North like, or oh, south though, which one? You gotta go south. You because if it's north, because it's just the bones. There's exactly. nothing on the chicken. It's just if, sorry, if you it's if you if you go north, it's actually just a pigeon, a plump pigeon. Oh God! It's Not north even Korean that plump. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. We do have folks on the line, like Bill. Bill, you're next. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. For, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a question regarding treasury bills. And, sure. Uh, I, I, I bought a treasury bill back in uh, June of this year, uh, about the 10th, and I did it on the uh, uh, my, my older son, who seems to be, thinks he's a guru about these things, said I should buy one, so I did. And um, I did. I felt pretty safe about it because it's a government bond, but I don't know how these things work. So that's what I'm calling about. Okay. Well, well, T bill is pretty short in duration. Right. The longest maturity on a T bill is fifty-two I weeks. Say, one I was year. Say a year. One year. So in a year, you're gonna get your money back. Right. That's it. You bought well, it at uh, Treasury Direct, I'm assuming. Yes, I got it online. I did, yeah. and uh, so uh, it gave me the option that I could go ahead and just keep turning it over, but I didn't because I wasn't sure how, how this then, works. So. Then what will happen is when your bond matures at whatever term you purchased, the, the account you have at Treasury Direct will be will show the amount you paid for the bond plus the coupon, which the coupon on that was in June of twenty twenty two for if a it T was bill, a fifty two week T bill, it was probably about two and a half percent. Yeah, I was gonna say barely over two. Yeah. So, so I would get the ten back. I put ten thousand in, of course. But so yeah, I so you would get ten thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Don't spend it all in one spot. What is the guru part of this? Is that all? Yeah, I'm trying to decide. Was pardon two fifty, or I get two thousand back. No, two hundred and fifty. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. If you do, by the way, give us a call because we're going to rush some money 20, down there. Twenty five hundred back would be twenty five percent on your bond, and I want that yeah. rate. Yeah, we'll take uh, that. Well, you, we can get that for you in Ukrainian war bond, but we don't buy those. Maybe or apparently I, I, some of these real estate deals. What, so if I would have bought a treasury note or a treasury bond, how, how, would, that, how would that work then? Exactly the same way. Or an I-bond. You could buy an I-bond at the same website. Yeah, it's exactly the same way. Uh, it's just that if you had purchased a T-note, you would have gotten almost exactly the same rate. If you would have yep. purchased a T bond going out thirty years, you would have gotten almost exactly and the same rate. Please don't. But well, I guess if you're going to hold it to maturity, then okay. But yeah. no. but no. All right. Thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. Uh, Joanne, you're next. Welcome to talking real money. Uh, my hey, Joanne. Is about... Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hey. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. My question is about IRA accounts, and I tuned in a little late, so I don't know if anybody's asked this. Do IRA accounts have to have specific beneficiaries, or does it part of you, automatically part of your will? I've been told two different things, that I have to have specific 
beneficiaries on the IRA account itself? Well, it depends on the custodian. I believe if you, at which, uh, did you say right capital? I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't hear. Anyway, oh, no. oh, okay, pardon me. So, I mean, so, for example, if you go to Charles Schwab, I don't believe that they will let you open an individual retirement account without beneficiaries because they don't want to try to figure things out after you're gone and figure out what it, so, and, and by the way, you could name in your, your IRA beneficiary could be a trust of yours. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be an individual mm-hmm. or it could be charity. It could be a whole bunch of things, but they're going to want to know where that money goes after you're gone, at least most custodians, as far as I know. And and the wonderful thing about naming beneficiaries, whether it is a trust or individuals, is the fact that it bypasses probate. Yeah, it just goes right from you know you know whoever gets the money gets the money, and you can have multiple beneficiaries on yeah. IRAs. Yeah, you can divide it up. And by the way, off the air, Don will give you his social security number so he can be added. You know, I always no you, you hear those stories where like oh. You know, this young man treated me so well. I gave him all my stuff. Oh, you're still waiting for one yeah, of those? I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm probably going to die Good before luck. that person dies, if there is Good even point. such Good a point. person. Apparently, I wasn't that mm. nice. I wasn't that nice in life. I'm going to see Jacob Marley when I dream at night. Get the chains ready. Yeah. Okay. Are there no workhouses? Anyway, thanks for the call. And uh, let's see. We do have time. Sure, we do. Yep. Thomas, you're Thomas. next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Okay, so I'm bringing up the rear here. Um, my question yep. is, i got a couple of them real quick. Is I'm 65 years old. My wife is 65. She's retired. I'm still working for the U.S. Navy as a civil servant. We make about $9,500 a month. Our expenses are about $5,000 a month, so we carry a little surplus every month. Uh, my wife starts drawing her pension from her retirement this month. It's about $900, and was like trying to figure out what to do with that since we obviously don't need it right now. And um, I'm looking to retire in January of 2024, and I've been holding off, and my wife has held off on Social Security use. Good. Um, So I'm wondering if she needs to start pulling her Social Security now just so that she spends it because – she intends to use my Social Security, and my Social Security, when it gets to full term at, I think, 66 and something, I was born in 57, um, will be about 29. And yeah, well, but as you said right now, though, but, 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 Thomas, you have a huge surplus every month. Yeah. You have now an extra $900. So on top of the surplus, you, you have over five thousand dollars in surplus income every grand single year. month. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Therefore, if I was you, and I am very close to being you, and your wife, my wife, we're similar in age. I, I would That's wait true. until I, unless there's an issue, uh, a genetic issue, a familial issue Health. that thinks she, that you think somebody might pass before they're eighty, eighty and change. Uh, I would wait until 70 in both cases. And you then, need a retirement plan. You and need then, a plan. Yeah, you do need a plan. But the other thing yeah. is um, as you, when you get to retirement or before you get to retirement, one of the things you can do when you get to this point in life, that 900 bucks extra, take a vacation. 
Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, I missed you. Really. What are you, you talking about? It's true. I miss I miss seeing people. We used to do these classes, and we'd oh, see people. Oh, I thought great. you meant you missed me. Yeah, I miss you too, yeah, partner. You but anyway, come out and see me in person, Bellevue, September seventeenth. If you're worried about your retirement, trying to figure out how to invest, all that stuff, retiring in a recession. I also have Kevin Peterson there to talk about Medicare. There's a very nominal charge. We're going to do it online as well. But join me Saturday, September 17th, 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Tell them how to register, Don, because I was I have no idea. <laughs> no, actually, okay, go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on the classes. I think that might work. But somebody took that over for me. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or security. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.